when the coverage started going insane. Apparently, it was, it was sold out within five minutes and the website crashed four times. Collagen started life as an off-the-wall PR stunt. But when people as far afield as Australia and Korea wanted to order it, Camilla Brown and Liz Bezik saw an opportunity. The pair recently won investment after an appearance on Dragon's Den, but it's been far from plain sailing. We went for it and they knew we were doing it and then boom, suddenly it started going well, suddenly started getting some press coverage and they, they sacked us, unfortunately. It's easy to dismiss collagen as a gimmick, an accusation that Cam strongly refutes. Alcohol is not going to make anyone look younger at the end of the day. So even if it was 10,000 milligrams of collagen in there, we're not a health product. We're, we're a drinks product. If it was a gimmick, she wouldn't take it. She would just look pretty and she would be something that you buy once and once only. The amount of re- repeat buys we have is unbelievable. In today's show, I talked to Cam about turning a PR stunt into a bona fide business and about some of the secrets of Dragon's Den. <laughs> the lift does not go up or down. That's all coming up after this. This is Digital Download, a podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton. Do I call you Camilla, Cam, Millie or Dragon Slayer? <laughs> oh, Dragon Slayer is for other people, no. Um, so, do you know what? Do you know what? It's weird. People always ask me this. Millie is friends and family, but you're obviously you're a friend. And Cam has always been something that came through work it happened when I stuck when I worked at Manifest I had, for some reason it just stuck so for, for for the work thing let's go Cam I kind of like Dragon Slayer but... <laughs> so do I <laughs> so I don't know if you remember but the way we got to know each other which was I don't know how many years ago now I initially tried to recruit you to the agency I was working <laughs> at the time and eventually you ended up working at that agency which has actually a big role to play in this story which you're going to tell today and I always try not to take that too personally in in the (laughs) I didn't recruit you but you ended up there (laughs) anyway you struck a chord you you planted a seed and it grew yeah and by the time you got there I had gone but anyway So we're going to talk about collagen, Mm. which is the product that you have developed with Liz Bezik. Mm. And just in case there is anyone listening to this who's not heard of it after your kind of Dragon's Den fame. Yeah, it means I'm not doing my job right, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. And I have to say you're very noisy with it. So you're doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) But do you want to just explain what the product and the brand is about? Yeah, absolutely. So Liz and I, our company is called Young in Spirit. So we um, we launched in 2017, and so we are mixing the world of beauty and booze together, basically. Right. Liz is a beauty fan, I'm a booze fan, simple <laughs> as that. We've both worked in the industries for a while on the, on the comms side, while well, I've been in hospitality as well. And we launched our first product, which is uh, a collagen-infused gin, aptly named Collagen. So we're beautifying the world of spirits by adding two popular worlds together. The collagen industry is huge. The gin industry is huge. People add collagen to their diets on a daily basis. It, it's huge worldwide and it's it's coming to the UK kind of kind of gradually. So we thought we would jump on the trend. You know, we're not saying you're going to look younger because it's alcohol at the end <laughs> of the day, but yeah. uh, we wanted to make a, a surprise and delight product that could sit on a back bar, but also on a beauty parlor. So she looks a little bit like Chanel, Jo Malone, perfume. Some people, yeah. when I'm doing tastings, literally think they're about to taste perfume, which, you know, that's what we, we wanted to do. We wanted her to stand out. So, yeah, collagen is our 
is our baby, um, the world's first gin with added collagen in. That's a very well-rehearsed pitch. <laughs> I do it all the time. I bet you do. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how you ended up on Dragon's Den. Of, well, it was screened a few weeks ago. But yeah. It was back in May, I believe. What's changed since that? But what particularly interests me in, in the whole story of this is kind of the backstory of how two PR professionals, as I got to know you and Liz, mm. ended up as alcohol entrepreneurs, because <laughs> it's a really interesting story. Gingerpreneur. Nice. I like <laughs> it. So like I said, I got to know you when you were working for an agency in London. Yeah. And I remember teasing you many years back about how you appeared to be in kind of every PR stunt that they ever ran in the pictures. <laughs> I swear... You must have been in the Daily Mail more times than any other non-celebrity on the entire planet. Yeah, you could say that. It's called small budgets and a big ego. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so so I got to know you then. And then, like I say, you ended up working with an agency that I had also worked with. One of the things I knew you for, one of the reasons I, I wanted to recruit you at the time was because I knew you as someone who's, who's very creative in the way they thought and added sort of different ideas. Yeah. Now, one of those kind of off-the-wall ideas as I understand it, ended up being collagen. It did indeed. So do you want to tell the story of how that came about? Yeah, of course. As you said, I've kind of been known for the more creative kind of stunty ideas. And that's pretty much why I was recruited by by said agency. I think it being more of a local one in Oxford rather than your, you know, your big London ones. I think they wanted to stand out a little bit more and saw the work I'd done previously with the likes of Brewdog, Copperberg and Morph Suits, which, you know, were pre- pretty, pretty big and in the, in the comms world. So I kind of, I was recruited to, to use my warped mind. Yes. And yeah, originally Collagen was a PR stunt. So Liz was my boss at the time. Um, so we both worked for the same agency, okay. which is quite funny now. She's definitely not my boss now. We are definitely equals. <laughs> but there is still the air of, Liz, am I doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> but it helps, it helps. Anyway, we um, we were asked to to come up with um, something to get a an older hotel group into the papers and I just thought right so over 50s they you know they love gin and of course they want to look younger oh I've got an idea let's put collagen and gin Mm -hmm. we did it 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 went crazy uh I've done PR stunts before that have you know it's gone worldwide but this was um yeah this was this was I've never seen results like it but there was also the other side of it where people were asking where they can buy it where they can also buy it for on trade and and retail, so we had we had people in um, Australia, in 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 Japan, in Korea, saying where can we stock this? Okay. And Liz and I were getting these emails coming through and and these tweets and these um yeah these messages, and we were like, Liz, there's something in this, mate. You you know. How did you initially respond to those then? Because obviously there was no product at that time. Well, no, there was, there was. So we made, we made 50 bottles. Okay. And um, what we were going to do is literally, we were going to just give them, give them away on social and, and then kind of, you know, have them, have them in their bars of the hotels. And then I I realized we're not going to get good product placement, for instance, if we don't have a price point and don't have a website to buy it from. Right. Or at least a shop. So this is where we got our first, technically our first now ever customer. Okay. I went to an online drinks retailer called Drink Supermarket. Love them. Love the boys. Now they they they've literally helped us launch. So they're our good friends now. And I mean to be fair, they couldn't really say no because we said, look, we will give you product, the product. Here you you come up with a, a price point and we'll direct all PR coverage 
of people where to buy it will direct it to you. I had nothing to lose. The the company we're working for didn't. It wasn't a money maker on the actual gin. It was a it was a PR drive. Yeah. So we launched it with them, and when the coverage started going insane, apparently it was it was sold out within five minutes, and the website crashed four times. Okay. So that's another another reason why Liz and I, you know, we thought let's let's do this for real. Yeah, but yeah. one thing, you know, we knew in our heart of hearts was this really, really was our idea. Yeah, it was for a client. So what we did was approach the client and ask them if we were to do this separately and spoke to our agency about it, would they be okay about it? And they said, absolutely fine, because they were in a contract with with a drinks retailer, so they couldn't ever, you know, there's freehold and there's leasehold, and yep. they were leasehold, they, they couldn't take on new products, so they weren't ever going to actually make it and sell it. It was, to, in their mind, a stunt, but in our minds, we, we they were worrying, and we, we saw something a, bit, a lot bigger. Yeah. So we also then went to said agency and told them, right, we're going to do this. We've had a yes from the client. Just wanted to let you know this is going to be a little side project that Liz and I really, really want to do. We're really passionate about it. They pretty much laughed in our faces and said, <laughs> "Yeah, right, okay, this is going to fail." I remember one one saying to Liz, "This is career suicide." Right. Um, so <laughs> cheers. But you know, and, and and during that time, we were, you know, we were meeting after work. We were meeting before work, six a.m. in the Kassam Stadium type thing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds, sounds really seedy, but it, we 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 had such. We had real, real passion about this. And during this time, there were things going on in the background, like on weekends, we were going to meetings in London about it. And that's, and we were getting, coming up against so many obstacles. And so there was all the obstacles at work, but then the obstacles about the company. And we both said now, if we knew all the hurdles we were going to come up against, we probably would never have gone on this journey. However, so glad we did because regret is better worse than failure. Well, isn't that part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you don't know what's going to happen and you just roll with things and make it up as you go along almost. Uh, that's exactly how I, I just, yeah, we just wing it. We have been winging it. We were a little bit more, we're a little bit more business-like well, now. We, you know, we, we, we've learned so much along the way, but um, well, the mistakes have helped. But anyway, long story short, we went for it and they knew we were doing it and then boom, suddenly it started going well, suddenly started getting some press coverage and they they sacked us, unfortunately. Right. So I was going to say at this time, you've been doing all this stuff on the side and you've started pushing it. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, at what time did you leave agency life? But obviously that was not down to you. We were pushed. It was the best thing that's ever happened to us, by the way. Um, so thank you. <laughs> but, you know, they could have gone about it in a, in a different way. What The way I would have thought about it is if they saw how successful it's going now, they could have said, we, we well, we created those two girls. We nurtured those two girls. We we sent them off into into the public and, and we're very proud of those two girls. And you know what? Thinking about it, they probably would be our PR agency now. In a, in a nice roundabout way, we, we would have gone back and said, right, now we can't do it. We're too busy to do it ourselves. But it scared them, really. So they got rid of me first because I was the easiest to get rid of. Okay. <laughs> they employed me for my for my creativity, for my wackiness, maybe for my unpredictability. But then they can also sack me for those things as well. Fine, I'll take it. Best thing that ever happened. But then I think I, I have a bit more empathy for the, for the Liz situation. She didn't deserve it. I think um, we both needed that push because if that had haven't, hadn't happened, we wouldn't have been pushed apart all into this. And that's when college started going next level. That's when we started realizing, okay, this is this has got real legs to be a legitimate 
drinks company. And yeah, look where we here we are now with Nationwide and John Lewis, Gin is a Month, Ocado, Two Dragons and a whole lot of different customers worldwide. Yeah. Does this story of, of how it came about ever come up or is it just something that people like me and those in the PR or some people in the PR world might know? At first, I think everyone is quite ashamed to say they got sacked, but I've read quite a few articles in the past. Like I think Dolly Alderton wrote something about it. Like It's the best thing that happens to some people. Also, we didn't want the collagen message to be confused with the brand that was before, that was the PR stunt, which is why I'm not really saying what it was called before, because again, I don't want it to get confused. But now people love the story. People love this whole kind of women empowerment thing. So we're open about it now. We're doing the shows. You know, we just did the Oxford Gin Festival at the weekend. We did Taste of London, BBC Good Food. And anyone who asks, what's the story? We're just really open with it now. Say it in a really quick roundabout, you know, self-detrimental way, how I do. But yeah, they sacked us, but best thing that ever happened. And I think it's quite nice if we do interviews, people can read and say, ah, okay, that's not a conventional way of starting up a business. Maybe it will give them, I don't know, inspire them to do something different or inspire them to take the leap because it's quite hard to leave a secure job. But don't do things to make you get pushed, by the way. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, a lot of the things I've read on entrepreneurship and how people have started successful businesses have been because they have been in a situation where they had to step up and fight their way out of it as much mm. as anything. And quite often, from what I've read, the really successful people have said, do you know what, it's only because such and such a happened, whatever yeah. that such and such is, that I am so successful today. So like you say, I it's, it's a positive message to give out almost. Yeah, definitely. And um, the other hurdles we were coming up against, you know, when we were trying to find a distiller, Liz called up one of the biggest distillers in the UK and they, just because she was a woman, they assumed she was the PA and asked to speak to the manager. Right. Um, so that just really pushed us. So now we've got a lovely distillery who's just was distilled by women. And, you know, I'm not saying it's all men, men, men come up against women, but I was sat in a meeting with a big group of men and um, telling me in no uncertain terms will this work and, and I, we just wanted to prove them all wrong so yeah the hurdles and I know that everyone always says this but it, it is really true it just spurs you on and, and it really has it really has made us wanted to work extra hard and prove everyone wrong the digital download membership scheme gives you on-demand advice support and coaching when you need it with exclusive online training, video Q&As with topic experts and a members-only network to discuss all of the latest developments, it gives you the confidence and the peace of mind you need to succeed in digital communications. But don't take my word for it. The thing I find really valuable is that we all share best practice and we tell each other about things that we've learned. We share information on absolutely everything from the latest industry trends to how to manage a new algorithm change. So some really practical information. But I also really like the slightly more formal learning element to it. So in our regular calls, we can focus on a specific subject. It's also a really unjudgy space, which I really like. So I can always ask the kind of questions that I'm pretty sure I should know the answers to, but I don't. So I'm always learning something new, which is um, really useful in an industry that changes every two minutes. I'm Kate Hartley. I run a company called Polpio, which does crisis simulations for brands and agencies. And I also run a PR agency called Carrot Communications. For full details of the membership scheme, visit paulsutton.co forward slash members. So having got to this point now, you are now out on your own. Yes. You and Liz both working on the brand. How did the actual branding come about? Oh, gosh, we had so many like 
different designs before we finally came to this one. And I'm so glad we didn't launch with the initial designs. They were awful. <laughs> the word I always use is hit and hope. Right. We had so many favours at the beginning and that was amazing. A lot of people wanting to help out. A lot of people wanting to help that out because they saw the potential in the brand. So a few different designs here and there. And Liz and I just, we knew what we wanted, but we found it really hard to, to describe it. And then we both, we were both out and about, I think. We both saw Chanel number no. 5. And it was like, aha, yes, that's our baby. That's our baby in gin form. Please don't get a lawsuit on a Chanel number five. (laughs) She is very different. But we we knew what we were doing. We were mixing beauty and booze together. It was, was, she wanted, we wanted her to be feminine and pretty. And she's a she, by the way. I gathered. She's definitely a Sheila, a little princess. So does that mean I'm not allowed to drink it? Uh, No, 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 no. So I know, so she obviously is marketed slightly more towards women. However, that's more in the in the kind of the way she looks the keepsake style thing we we know afterwards people keep the bottles to make it into candles and bath diffusers okay. and, put, and lights in there so that's more of the pull toward women but well even the nature of the product you know collagen infused gin is is leaning towards women pretty heavily let's face it it is but we do it's 40 percent male male sales as in is it really that's i would have thought it would be a lot less than that but that's quite interesting i think a lot of it is because we do fall across two categories we're we're in spirits category but also we're huge in the gifting category yeah so it is a lot of people men buying for women but when we've got so many um reviews saying got got it from a girlfriend got it from my wife but tried it myself and it's now my favorite gin as well so yeah. you know it, it is that initial thing but i i think these this day and age people don't matter don't mind what what it looks like they the men still think it's a beautiful looking bottle and yeah. um and, it, and and then it's all in the taste at the end of the day which liz is more on the branding side and i'm more on the kind of the spirit side so on our on our business cards, um, this is called the Duchess of Brand, and I'm called the Duke of Spirit. I always get the manly one for some reason. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that as well in that you've obviously put a hell of a lot of effort into getting the product itself right, regardless of, of the bottle it is, it is delivered in. Mm. The product itself, obviously, to your mind, had to taste damn good. Absolutely, yeah. I want. I, I I worked with my distillery to make sure, you know, there was about five different variations before I finally got to the final one because it's a tough one. Some people are like, why are you saying that? What, we're definitely not trying to be the best gin in the world. So when people come over to the stand, a lot of people say, oh, no, I hate gin. But actually, they hate tonic. So I always try and make people try her straight. Okay. And when they do, the, the surprise on their face is crazy. You don't think about drinking gin straight, really. Yes, whiskey. Yes, tequila. But gin, not so much. So yeah. when, when, when I created her, I wanted her to be like so smooth and so accessible, you, you could drink her as a sipping gin. Okay. And most of the feedback is, is the same. Hence why the strap line is deliciously smooth. That's always also a nod to skin as well but legally we're not allowed to do that (laughs) (laughs) okay i mean you said about not trying to be the best gin in the world and i I totally understand that Mm. just between you and me i don't have any listeners on this podcast (laughs) how much of the whole brand and the product is a gimmick so never we don't like to use the word gimmick at all because If it was a gimmick, we would have alluded to putting collagen in it or we would have put some natural ingredients in there to say it's anti-aging, fine. But we don't say it's anti-aging. There is 100 milligrams of pure bovine collagen in each bottle, which means we're not suitable for vegetarians or vegans. So we've, we've lost a whole target market there. So we've legitimately done it. 
So if it was a gimmick, she wouldn't take it. She would just look pretty and she would be something that you buy once and once only. Okay. The amount of re- repeat buys we have is unbelievable. So our customers are repeat buying and the retailers on trade, off trade are repeat buying. So the USP is definitely the collagen side. But having the company called Young In Spirits, it means that we're going to be building a brand. We're going to be building a mix of different products, whether it be different spirits or pre-bottled cocktails. We're working with companies to make collaborations in candles, in makeup, in fragrances. So as what started as a PR stunt and a gimmick is now turned into a legitimate brand, I'd like to say. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And what what struck me actually watching, we'll come to Dragon's Den in a minute. What struck me watching Dragon's Den is that although I think one of the dragons questioned the amount of collagen in the drink and the fact that actually you'd have to drink a shed load of it to, to get a real benefit. Yeah, what, fine by us. <laughs> yeah, what they didn't do was actually push that very hard. They seem to just accept the fact yeah. there is an element of, like you say, you don't like the word gimmick, but gimmickry in this, yeah. in, the, in the branding. But at the end of the day, the product stands up by itself. Exactly, yeah. I, we can say we've legitimately done it, but alcohol is not going to make anyone look younger at the end of the day. So even if it was... 10,000 milligrams of collagen in there, which probably would make it taste awful. We're not a health product. No. We're, we're a we're drinks product. So, and, and the fact, you know, the fact they didn't push it proves they can't, they get what we're trying to do. It's standing out. It's standing out from the crowd in such a saturated market. And well, as you can see by the press coverage and everything, you know, well, the getting the dragons, it works. And I've put Viagra in beer before, steroids in beer before, <laughs> as, you, as you maybe remember, but that was always kind of a one-off for for a seasonal hook but now you know we're in year two now we're here to stay yeah absolutely so let's talk a bit about dragon's den then because i know this really interests people a couple of questions on this yeah (laughs) firstly does the lift actually go anywhere (laughs) oh my gosh i can't believe you asked that the lift does not go up or down (laughs) and the fire hydrant is made of paper mache sorry guys (laughs) sorry to ruin the um i don't know if i'm allowed to tell you that sorry bbc (laughs) (laughs) moving on from that how much footage do you actually shoot because anyone who, who produces any kind of video or podcast like this knows that you have to produce more footage than you're actually going to use in the end so I think you're on for about 20 minutes say yeah and of that you have a pitch for on the tv appears to be two minutes yeah how long are you actually standing in that room shooting do you have to reshoot things I mean what's the process wow okay so they I wish I'd known this before so because I, I wouldn't have worn heels from the minute the lift doors open and cameras start rolling no stopping, no editing, and we were stood there for an hour and fifty minutes being grilled. Wow! Ooh, two I know. hours, nearly two hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. That, that I wasn't expecting. I thought you might say, "Well, maybe an hour." No, no. But the thing is, we didn't know either. So on the morning, um, we were just, you know, we so we had to get there at six in the morning with four other entrepreneurs from the day, um, set up our stands, uh, and then go to the green room where I just had to kind of wait until you were on. So yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a really long day because Liz was six months pregnant at the time. So, you know, we thought, oh, we'll push that one and maybe we can go first. But no, there was someone there with a four-week-old baby, so they got to go first. Someone, someone there with a, a broken vertebrae, so then they got to go second. <laughs> it was not, <laughs> no, we kept on going further and further. Um, so we went on at 4 p.m. in the end. But in a way, it helped 
with the nerves slightly because we got to the point where it's like, oh, because we were in Manchester. It was like, I just want, to, I just want a glass of wine and go back to Oxford now. Not a glass of wine, gin, obviously, but don't drink gin the profits. Don't drink the profits. So, yeah, but what, what you had to do filming-wise, you had to do your interviews pre and after. So that's that's the only thing you film separately. It's pretty much how you see it, but just completely compressed. Right. So the actual pitch itself, I would say... We did about five and a half minutes, which was compressed to about two. So they missed out. They missed out quite a bit on gin sales, collagen sales. They missed out everything about all of the coverage we've had. But luckily, they mentioned some of the retailers. So John Lewis and Ricardo, which was good because we'd signed contracts with them, but they hadn't put their orders in yet. So we wanted to make sure they got on there. And then, yeah, an hour and 15 minutes stood there. My feet were killing me. I bet they were after that long. <laughs> that is really amazing. Um, and, what, and what are the guys like? Do you get to, I mean, do you get to speak to them afterwards or is it literally done your piece off you go sort of thing so it's completely up to them if you get uh if you get investment and they want to see you afterwards you get taken through to the green room and we were luckily enough that Tuka and Tage wanted to see us so we went round afterwards had handshakes had a, had a great chat and they were lovely and you know we've met met with them a few times since but actually I know the way it was edited Peter came across as like a little bit harsh but he was actually he was actually really really nice and and Deborah just lovely. Like every time I felt a bit nervous or felt, um, I don't know, felt like I needed someone to make me feel a bit better. I just looked at Deborah and she gave me the sweetest smile. Jenny Campbell, not a fan, not a fan at all. <laughs> and also, God, when when the first three people go out, that is just the most soul-destroying thing because you're like, oh, it's not going to happen, is it? I think you can tell by my face. It's so expressive. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, and then it all worked out for the best. We actually actually go and talk to the wall. So that was interesting. It's, it's interesting you said about Peter Jones because I've done some work with his investment mm. company, which looks after his investments in Dragon's Den specifically. Oh, okay. So I haven't met him in person, but I did some work on things like Levi Roots's restaurants that he was launching last year. Yeah, sort of yeah. Stuff. So that we're working, we're working with the agencies in between. Right. I wonder if it wouldn't be the same one, would it? Ah, uh, I don't know. We can compare notes after this. Yeah, but, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, um, it's interesting getting that side of it and what goes on after the investment is made yeah, you know yeah but that i mean like i say that was now what may time i think you filmed that so how have things been going since then? yeah good so the word due deal due diligence and we actually use it so much we shorten it to due deal it's just all about due deal at the moment but we we're, we're finally there so it's good it mean it means you know they need to prove what we said was correct and we need to make sure that they you know that they really care about how we're doing so it's all been numbers 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 proving we're in with who we said we were just sensor checking everything that's all sorted now and we meet with them on the 15th of october to go forward because about 50 percent of deals fall through after the den but um we've got a wish list of things we want from them and every time tuka Suleiman has a party at his its house he always orders two cases of collagen which is which is cool <laughs> yeah she, she shows it off shows it off yeah no that's fantastic um so what are your kind of future plans with it with the brand then so um we want to get the uk infiltrated a bit more we want to get more of the um you know the premium shops the premium retailers obviously we've got john lewis and ricardo supermarkets is something we've been approached by a few supermarkets but it's something we're going to be looking at later later next year with the help of the dragons we've had so so much interest international uh, like australia germany um it's just crazy we keep on popping up in bars all over the world so it's a bit of a no-brainer that international is going to be quite a big thing for us next year 
we're doing a few collaborations around Christmas time, looking to do new flavours next year, exclusive flavours with some retailers, potentially launching new spirit. We're just keeping an eye on trends, but it's all about collagen at the moment. And we want, we don't want to, you know, we need to walk before we run. Yeah. So still learning as we go, but I think um, getting the dragons on board is just going to help us go to that next level. So you haven't got a name for your potential tequila yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know what? After that, we had about a hundred emails giving us their two cents <laughs> on what it should be called. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll think about it. <laughs> but as I said, we don't want to be a brand just based on a pun. We've got a, we've got a great, a great name for our first one. The company's young in spirit. So there's something we can work with on that. But for now, we'll just, we'll, we'll keep thinking, but yeah, carry on sending in your thoughts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic okay well listen it's been really good talking to you about this um, and get kind of the inside track on where the brands come from and, and actually how it grew out of a PR stunt yeah where can people get hold of you if they want to chat to you more about it personally so Instagram is cam.collagen and then if you go to our website you can you can go through to us on there so it's just I'm cam at younginspiritdrinks.com yeah twitter collagen cam if you just google camilla at collagen. all the normal places <laughs> all the normal places where you can track us down and then yeah follow 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 collagen on instagram it's just at collagen twitter at collagen uk facebook at collagen uk cool thank you very much for your time thank you you can subscribe to digital download on itunes google podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts And if you've got any ideas for future topics you'd like to see covered or people you'd like to hear from, contact me on Twitter where I'm at the Paul Sutton. Thank you for listening.